something completely Christmassy. Welcome to Shout Out. Download Chimney and into your stocking. Hello and welcome to the very last shout out of 2020. Uh, I'm Addie Shilton. And I'm Steffi Barnett. So for today's special show, we take a look back 10 years of shout out, including how on earth you keep a show going during COVID. Not the easiest of challenges, we'll tell you, but uh, we'll, we'll tell you more about that later on, right here on Shout Out. show of the year I know we said we weren't having these shows um, but then um, because of Covid the station's staying on there so we thought we would do a couple so if you've been listening the last couple of weeks we go last show of the year it it was at the time we were recording it we thought it was going to be it's really confusing you try being the one that's making the show. 2020 has been so confusing it's nearly the last show of the year nearly it's it's like we're counting down the hours till 2021 so you know and yeah I love a lovely Steph and Terry are going to carry on on BCFM after our show, I think, aren't you? Yes, straight on. Five hours. Yeah, five hours. Only five hours. Uh, if you can stomach six <laughs> hours, we're lightweights. Lightweights. Anyway, we'll have a Christmas. Do we have a good Christmas? Yes, lovely. I did. Thank you. Yes. Socially distance. It was lovely. Really yeah, nice I, I, I saw my saw my parents for the day. Bless them. They drove down and back with my sister uh, for the day, which was nice. So, did anyone have any nice presents to speak of? Are we allowed to talk about our presents, like Blue Peter presenters, and back in the day? (laughs) I got Moulin Rouge on Blu-ray, which is a film I love. Um, I had sexy underwear. Really? That, you know, that's fantastic. Steph, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steph, you've got five hours coming up after you <laughs> talk about that with Terry. <laughs> it was Terry that bought it for me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I, I was, I was going to say, I think I, I, I got a, ni- a nice a nice clock uh, made out of a vinyl record um, for my new flat. Ooh, a couple of other bits. That's tasteful. That's nice. Yeah, very nice. What was the record it was made out of? Uh, well, it's one of my favourites from 1973. It's oh, Pink, go Floyd's, on. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, I knew it. Well yes. done. Fantastic album. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. We'd ask you, Terry, but I'm sure it involves something underneath the stairs. Your present. My <laughs> <laughs> demon. In all seriousness, I had some very nice presents, actually. A couple of DVDs, a couple of CDs, or radio-related sort of things that would keep me happy. And uh, some chocolates and things like that. Something Radio um, Luxembourg-related? Not really Luxembourg, but I I did get a CD version of 10 Years of Offshore Radio, which was released in 1976. uh, It's about the Great British British Pirate era. It's been out of print for a long time, so... Now, um, talking of radio, of course, this is a look back at um, the last year. Of course, we celebrated our 10th birthday this year, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, Which we didn't quite celebrate how we were intending. We would have loved to have had a big party and outdoor celebration and celebrated the Bristol Pride, of course, because of COVID, that didn't happen. And 
Uh, we'll talk about the effect of COVID and what we did later on in the show. But um, blast from the past, Terry. You, 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 and I, I think, out of everyone that's here with us tonight, are the two that were there right from the beginning. Um, in fact, the whole thing was your idea, wasn't it? It was indeed. Yes, um, back in two thousand nine. What are your fondest memories? Oh gosh, some of the breakout stuff we did in the early days. Yeah. Um, some of the the the, the, the vuvuzela bit that we did for the uh, for the I remember those things. Yes, those trumpet that things was, that were big oh at the gosh, World Cup. Yes. The Jane, World Cup. Jane brought one in. She blew all the levels <laughs> yes. on the desk. Yes, I remember that. So. Yeah. Um, I've got a little bit of a blast on the past for you later as well. It's you reading the story of the bonobo monkeys. Apes, darling. Apes. Oh, Monkeys okay. have tails. Apes oh, right. Don't. Okay. Okay. I'm so sorry. Do I you mean, know what? I've been putting you. I've been putting you right on that for the last ten years. Yeah, he's not learning, is he, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've. Do you know what? We've had such great times, and also, what's really nice is is all the people whose lives we've touched and mm. who's, you know, written in or got in contact some other way and said, "I really enjoy listening," and "Can you do this?" and all the organisations that have we've given a sort of like helping hand to reach members of the community and the, the wider general public that's been fantastic you know and of course as often happens we tend to end up interviewing people as guests and hey presto they end up like they are now on my screen um, actually being part of the team which I think is pretty much true for all three of you that are here uh, this evening with us isn't it? I don't know what you're talking about that's definitely not what happened to me <laughs> at all Andy I, mean, I definitely I, I didn't to... come in for one evening and never left it was, it was something to do with dinosaur erotica I'm sure in your case well, I believe this was, well, <laughs> bear with, uh, rewind, this is not what I came into the show for, I came into the show to talk about the Hope Project, something which I uh, still do as a However, Dinosaur Erotica is However, probably what you're more known for. Yes, and um, and then you invited me out for wine, and um, and the rest is history. Yes. A year and, and a half um, later, it's been wonderful. Andy's certainly been a listener since the very first one. Yep. Um, and um, Steph, you came on with a very emotional story, um, which we won't go into now because we don't have time but um, of course you've now um, um, stepped up and full on producer uh, every single week uh. yeah I am I, actually the first day I ever saw the you lot was uh, when Rich Niblett who was <laughs> then running Pirate Nation Radio um, he brought me down to the studio to introduce me I, I, oh, oh, yeah. yes yes I remember that. So. Well, um, we've got um, um, a lot of um, quick blasts in the past. Coming up. I mean, we're actually um, we're going to replay the interview with Mary, who is um, um, one of the other founders of the show. Very, very instrumental in um, uh, getting Shout Out started. Um, we'll we'll uh, um, have a catch up with her later. And then uh, Terry, we're going to have a little bit of a look back at some of the fun news stories. Like I mentioned the Bonobo Maliki. So uh, <laughs> stay with us. You're listening to Shout Out. Now, one person who was instrumental in helping Shout Out get very much off the ground uh, was the lovely Mary Milton. Uh, Terry, you and Steph managed to catch up with her earlier this year as part of our birthday celebrations, didn't you? We did. To mark 10 years of Shout Out, we went back to the very roots of the programme, which uh, myself and Mary initially put together with help from Steve Kay, uh, Martin Spellacy. Martin's still on uh, the BCFM station today. And uh, we had a chat with Mary about those early times and how we got the programme off the ground. Four non-blondes and those of you who remember the fantastic series called Sensate, which um, I loved. I think I've watched it three times now. Um, and it's such a brilliant welcome to Mary Milton. 
Hi, Steph. Hello. If I had a drum roll, I'd have added it then. <laughs> oh, I'm disappointed. I know, right? I could have provided one. I've got a desk in front of well, me. Well, you do it now. Okay, three, two, one. Both do it. Mary Milton. Thank you. I'm very impressed. My girlfriend plays the trumpet. I'm used to fanfares. Oh, oh hang on. Okay. Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah, a bit like that. <laughs> right. Um, those of you um, who don't ever listen to BCFM <laughs> won't know that it's um, shout out's 10th anniversary and broadcasting to the LGBTQ magazine um, uh, people for 10 years. In- incredible feat. And. Um, Two of the people that actually were there starting it, Mary Milton and Terry Starr. Yep, our very own Terry. Um, Mary, you were right there at the beginning with Terry. Give me, uh, give me the history of how you got involved. Oh, well, Terry was there right from the very beginning. And I know um, Terry was um, having a bit of trouble getting the show off the ground, weren't you, Terry? Yes, absolutely, yeah. Um, and uh, I suppose... As, as I said on Shout Out on Wednesday, a lot of people that were involved at the very beginning, including you and my other half and Martin Spellacy, who shouldn't also forget because he, he anchored the very first pilot. Yes. Um, uh, all, all actually, you all knew each other through Doctor Who fandom that's, didn't you that's Back very the, and true there, actually. and there is a there's a doctor who link here kind of because you were all kicking around in the 1980s and and that is how i knew you through well through my other half and, and you'd all gotten together you know you'd known each other for many years so that's true uh, we, yeah so, we've grown yeah. up together <laughs> so when i thought of a presenter and a sound recordist and engineer uh, and then i uh, so i thought of, of you and martin and then and then my other half did. I think he did What's On in the early days, didn't he? He did do, yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good I old ju- Steve. Can I just bring um, Joggy Memories? I've got the, uh, the uh, clip of the very first Outcast. Have you? Gosh. Outburst. <laughs> Outcry. Outlook. Outloud. Outspoken. Outgoing. Outstanding. Outlandish. This is Outcast. Welcome to our very first outing for Outcast, Bristol's first lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender radio project. My name is Marty and I'll be linking you through the next hour, where we will be bringing you a little bit of news, as well as playing you a few records. We also have an edition of our very own alternative soap opera, Paradise Towers, and some listing for the next few weeks ahead for all you dirty stopouts, and a couple of sensational interviews to boot. But before that, let me introduce you to the team, my colleagues on the project, the George, John and Ringo, to my Paul, if you like, Mary, Steve and Terry, the three who rule. Say hello, you fab three. Hello! And now that Jonathan Ross is leaving the BBC, what the heck are we going to do with the piano? So, what's coming up in this edition? Well, we'll be looking back at 2009, the lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender events that shaped the year, and we'll be catching up with the latest news headlines from the gay world. And I'll be finding out about some strange goings-on in a garden in St Werburgh's. Mmm, interesting. OK, <laughs> pussycats, let's go. The incredible. <laughs> it sounded that, so different, didn't it? That, wow. that never saw the light of day, did it? 
It was never transmitted, no. No, it has been no, a few that... times now. <laughs> <laughs> what that was, was our way of trying to convince BCFM that they wanted an LGBT show. Yes, absolutely right. I actually thought it sounded superb. I, I loved hearing that. It did. It oh, sounded, yeah. to me, it was very 60s pirate radio type. And the, uh, halfway between that and maybe a, a porn programme. <laughs> oh, it's that controversial. Well, so, so I hear. I've obviously never heard one, but just what we've been told. <laughs> well, that that might be why uh, BCFM didn't say yes right away. <laughs> yeah, to now, a little persuade, a bit of arm twisting. Wasn't uh, it? Yeah, quite a bit speaking. of arm twisting. That that's what you got me for, wasn't it, Terry? Yeah. Well, uh, I think you. I mean, one of the fairy godmothers so to speak if he won't object to being called that of the program was daryl bullock of course wasn't he because yeah absolutely you, you knew daryl quite well and you were able to um speak to him and he ran an article in venue which was um the listings magazine for bristol like time out for bristol back in the day ran for many years uh and he did the lgbt column and he he said, uh, why is there no LGBT show on BCFM? And, uh, uh, I told him. And you told him. <laughs> and he printed it. And, um, uh, and I paid for that opened. for years and years and years. <laughs> <laughs> but you succeeded, Mary. That's yeah, the thing. I mean, you have to remember, like, like even 10 years ago, th- things were really different. And there wasn't so much awareness generally of what the what lgbt meant and what that was as as a community and i can remember and i only mention it because um i I won't mention the lady's name and i've spoken to her loads since and things are very very different but i remember you you and i terry with um martin went to see someone at, at, at bcfm about the possibility of a show and the lady we spoke to couldn't even bring herself to say the words lesbian or gay would she i think she said you people yeah she did say you people she <laughs> oh said dear we, no she she said we could bring our people oh dear 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 and but, and that we could play gay music or something it was we all sat there looking at each other wow what, what does gay music sound like i, I need to get onto that playlist <laughs> yeah we, we did ask that yeah I, think I suggested you mean Tchaikovsky for <laughs> I was thinking a little more bark myself <laughs> it was certainly a little bit barking Hans yeah <laughs> I mean you know to be honest I think if we'd have mentioned trans people at that point she'd have probably fainted yeah <laughs> and know. going up the scene you mentioned trans people it took you quite a while didn't it to engage the trans community yeah, because yeah. I think quite rightly, people were a little bit suspicious of us and our, and our desire to put people on the radio. You know, it's quite a good big deal to go on the radio, isn't it? And like we were we were very um, we were very keen first off that everybody who appeared used their used their full names because we were asking people to come on the show as guests and do that. And yes. we felt that hiding yes. behind some sort of pseudonym wasn't right for us but actually when we did involve trans people first in the sh- in the show we we changed that and and there were plenty of trans people who appeared on the show who never used their full names and th- that was kind of an acknowledgement that, that things were a little bit different and, yeah. and still are i think absolutely i mean the trans community are coming under a, a bit of an attack at the moment but as are the the uh, cutie pock 
groups, the, the yeah. queer, trans, intersex people of colour, are also taking a hit currently. I, I think, I think um, further to what Mary said, I think also, I mean, God bless them because we get on very well with them, but I think at the time some other radio stations, such as uh, the BBC, didn't have the best relationship with the transgender community in terms of representing them or, or sort of asking questions which weren't silly or... or Asking more than one question. Yeah, does <laughs> yeah. That, does that, I think that's, do you <laughs> yeah. think that's a fair criticism, Mary? Of I, the, I think it totally of, of the is. The, the, yeah. the BBC probably had, and, and everybody, to be fair, probably had about three questions they asked trans people, and they weren't really very interested in, in asking anything else. Yeah, and well, it's it's been a fight with BBC Radio Bristol for a long time. I've been knocking on their door for about four years now, but we did manage to get uh, to broadcast Pride for them yeah, um, last year. Yeah. So yeah. Th- th- things th- are changing. They're yeah. slow, and, but they're moving. And I think actually, to to be fair to everybody, when when we first did a trans story on Shout Out, we did do the, the coming out story. But it, it kind of felt like we had to do that and then we didn't do it again. It was sort of, yeah. oh, there it is. We, we've done that. Um, mm. and, and now we're going to do something a little bit more interesting and we're going to talk about some of the other battles. And we're just going to talk about um, trans people as people who have ordinary lives and talk about that, you know, the same way as we talk about anybody else mm. or, or anyone else in the LGBT community. Yeah, I think yeah. Shout Out, though, is, is still educating the population at large. And um, Saturday Afternoon Live has been a good platform because we've got a different audience, obviously. Um, and um, we do use a lot of LGBTQ um, media to actually go out on this show. Um, after the fight, Mary, of getting um, Shout Out onto uh, BCFM, what came next? Because the, the team must have had to put an awful lot of energy into those fair shows um, to keep it going. Yeah, and it was difficult because we the slot that we were given initially was a daytime slot, which is a nice slot to have. I mean, a lot, a lot of people listen. But in terms of actually getting people on air, you've, there's got to be people who were available at those times. So I think... Um, you know, presenter-wise, we had to find people that were available at that time, which is how we found Andy, because um, he was available during the days at that point. And also um, a lady called Jane, who was available as well. And they were our ki- kind of two uh, presenters right at the beginning. Mm. But our guests, we had a lot of people whose um, professions were uh, allowing them to come and talk on a show during the day so we had people who, who came and talked about things that they were doing professionally as I, as I remember um, and we only had half an hour so I remember poor, um, poor Jane and Andy would, um, would talk faster and faster as it got to the end of the show to try and fit everything in because there was so much we wanted to say and so little time Can I just play the snippet of the very first shout out on the Steve Satan show Yes Oh go on Uh, Shout out it's pretty self explanatory Uh, Here we go Now for something completely different And we're going to be joined by Hannah from Sing Out Bristol as our first ever guest on our pink sofa. Excellent. So, uh, how's your singing then, Andy? Uh, well, um, yes. Uh, yes? I don't think I'll be doing it on the radio, let's put it that uh, way. But, so, but I have been known to dabble every now and again. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure Hannah will be uh, giving us a few hits, hints and tips. There we go. The opening of the very first shout-out. <laughs> wow, it's different, isn't it? It is. And the voices is funny, because um, and yours as well, Terry, when you were on the first shows. They sound... 
obviously both of you um, and all the presenters' voices have matured. So he, you, and what, what is it you? <laughs> That's s- a nice way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, is we've it got you? Old s- yeah, what is it you said on? We were recording shout out on Wednesday, and you said something completely hilarious on what the reasons why your voice had changed. Can you remember so what ten, you s- I said? Ten years of sniffing poppers would do that to a boy's throat. Steph. <laughs> 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 Love it. <laughs> yeah. um, Go on, yes, Terry. And uh, yeah, we were in in uh, Steve Satan's show, who's uh, who n- under normal conditions is Monday lunchtime on BCFM, not during the lockdown. But uh, he's always been the platform for new talent on the station. Um, he was there to check we didn't get up to anything too bad, wasn't he? He was, and um, yeah, he's always been very supportive because he came to our fifth birthday and ate chocolate cake down at the Queen Shilling, I think, to remember. <laughs> yeah. So he's always been a sort of another fairy godmother. If somebody with the name Satan can, in fact, be a godmother, I'm not sure. But <laughs> like Daryl, like Daryl, he's an honorary uh, person. Now, Mary, um, moving on slightly, shout out, matured. Um, in- it, we've almost become the voice of Bristol Pride now as well, broadcasting through uh, the wavelengths of uh, BCFM. And last year, 10 stations we managed. Was that very difficult to um, grab all those opportunities like Pride and other outside broadcasts? Um, I, it was something that people were quite keen for us to do, I think. I mean, initially we, we didn't do it because we, we did think, well, everyone who... Uh, you know, what's the what everyone who might be listening to us will be at Pride, but we quickly realized that that actually wasn't the case, and that there were people who might not be able to go to Pride who might like to hear it. So, um, yeah, grabbing that was it, it was a bit of a no brainer, really, in the end. And Pride were quite supportive in, in letting us do it. Um, so it was just kind of the technical called Wizardry, which BCFM and, and, and Andy and other people at the station helped to sort out being able to do that. And yeah, I think it went, it went really well. It was very exciting the first time we did it. I Just like, this is, work- this is working. We're in the middle of a field and we yeah. set up a radio station. <laughs> I mean, I mean you, you know, I, I have some sort of professionalism in, in sound, but, you know, I'd never done that before. That was great. Yeah, and it has continued, that legacy of shout-out that, that you, Terry, um, and Andy, um, and others uh, put into it, and that energy. And uh, don't forget, it was you trained me up as uh, to take over production. Um, it, it's been nice, actually. One of the nicest things about involved, being involved with shout-out is, like, like, yes, there's still a need for an LGBT show, and that's all fabulous. But isn't it brilliant to see that some of those presenters who been through that kind of shout out experience uh, and, and now running other shows absolutely yeah. you, you yes. know the likes yeah. of steve shepherd who's go, gone off and done his yep. his, uh, his wildlife show and yep. just to hear those lgbt voices on the air airways just doing their own thing yeah yeah and of course you had another show as well didn't you well yeah i i still um I'm occasionally on the real women show real women, with, um, sherry say, yeah. yeah yeah i was yeah. on a couple of weeks ago and i'm doing it next week or the week after i can't remember which now um but yeah it's nice just to be an accepted part of of the broadcasting mm. and to be able to the real women is great because actually i talk about a lot of the same things as as we talk about on shout out really it's just bringing that sort of mm. sort of voice to um to other shows mm. Well, we've run out of time, Mary. 
Thank you so much from everybody at Shoutout for your efforts because, of course, if it wasn't for you, Terry, Andy, Jane, Martin Spilacy, uh, then there would be no Shoutout. There well, there wouldn't no have been Lacey. one the way it is now, but <laughs> no, I'm sure someone would have done it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you. Great Pleasure. to catch you. Cheers, Mary. See you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. Shout out news on Thursday, 31st of December. Britain's Socialist Workers' Party, which has no direct relation to the party of the same name in the States, is criticised by some for its tendency to build their party on the back of other movements, and sometimes relations between the SWP and gay groups such as Outrage or Stonewall have been fractious. Nevertheless, compared with some of the more white macho left, the party can point to a long-standing embracing of gay and trans rights causes with gusto. Unlike the communist-run Morning Star newspaper, it has not published articles by anti-transgender groups or hardline feminist organisations. That latter fact, which has caused ripples across the political left and caused many trade unions to criticise the star for capitulation to anti-trans right-wingers. Writing in this week's edition of The Socialist Worker, correspondent Kate says all socialists should recognise an attack on trans rights is an attack on bodily autonomy for all. She explains that the recent court case that saw a stop put on puberty blockers for young transgender people was bankrolled not by genuine feminists, but by known and well-financed anti-abortionist campaigners. Kate's article shows that those small groups of anti-trans campaigners have betrayed women nationally by leaping into bed with groups that seek to make female reproductive health choices difficult. In particular, the Gillick competency, a legal precedent allowing for young people to make decisions over their own bodies, has now been severely limited and undermined. Anti-abortionists hope to use this ruling to attack the right of women and girls to access abortion. Kate's analysis was confirmed by Abortion Rights UK, a women-led group that seeks to defend access to reproductive rights for women. They say, We note that the Gillick competency came into law in 1985 as a result of a test case on giving under-16-year-olds contraception. Pro-choice activists are alert to the potential of any undermining of young people's ability to access abortion care and we also note with some concern that the anti-trans group legal team have a history of trying to weaken the Gillick competency working with the pro-life alliance which is a religious fundamentalist group they say that they will keep a close eye on future developments related to this case Adam Price, currently the only gay party leader of any Westminster-represented political party, has said that the party he represents, Plaid Cymru, will be voting against the government's Brexit strategy when it comes before the Commons. Plaid Cymru is a Welsh nationalist party and part of the Federation of Regional Social and Left-Wing Groups in the European Union. It advocates independence for Wales within a strong federal EU structure. It has strong anti-nuclear and regional pacifist positions on international geopolitics. Mr Price went on, This Tory hard Brexit will destroy jobs in sectors like manufacturing, rips up workers' rights and environmental standards and undermines devolution. No party that claims to stand up for Wales or for working people can do anything other than oppose this deal. 
Now, in political news, the long-standing anarchist newspaper Freedom alerts LGBTQ campaign groups, along with any form of protest organisation, that the government is planning on tightening laws on public freedom of assembly and protest during 2021. This follows quite inflammatory remarks made by the Home Secretary, Priti Patel, in which she described the environmental activist groups such as Extinction Rebellion as criminals, and a high-ranking police officer who described Black Lives Matter protesters as thugs. The police monitoring group Netpal takes up the story, saying that reforms to public order legislation will be attempted by the government in the new year. More powers will be proposed to Parliament to give police powers to impose limits and timing demands on demonstrations. And the wording of laws will be tweaked with a view to making it easier to classify disruption to public life as significant and therefore illegal. And lastly, Attitude magazine reports that Will Young, singer, activist and author, has been forced to quarantine this Christmas due to catching coronavirus. Almost got away with it, Mr Young tweeted, referring to the fact that he went down with symptoms on Christmas Eve. We wish you a speedy recovery, Will. All of us at Shout Out and all of us involved in the wider LGBTQ plus media. For these new stories and more, you can always check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shout Out News, this has been Hans Peregrine and Terry Starr. Shout Out News, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout Out, LGBT radio for you. There you go, what was that? Uh, that was Mika and We Are Golden, which I thought was kind of a nice track to finish off the year on, because we are golden. Oh, nice, you know? yes. Yes. Really cheery. Yeah. So, yeah, so ten years. Um, uh, in fact, where have I got it? Uh, uh, cl- Terry, I have a clip I want to play you that I was talking about <laughs> oh. top of show. Um, Something incriminating, no doubt. <laughs> oh, you sound... <laughs> what else would it be, Terry? You sound, you sound so different. Hang on, let me let me just see if I can get my computer to open it. Have a listen to this. Uh, this is and you. finally, an article in Psychology Today magazine posits that bonobos, an ape that shares nearly 99% of its genetic code with humans, may hold the answer to world peace amongst our race. Bonobos are known for their matriarchal societies and widespread bisexuality. Violence in bonobo society is virtually unknown. Now researcher Vanessa Woods urges lessons from this peaceable ape to be applied to strife-ridden human society. There you go. So the, 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 the way to right world peace is um, having sex. sex. <laughs> that, that is basically the argument that comes from bonobos. And uh, unfortunately, I believe that we are more closely related to chimpanzees. Uh, but Maybe we're not, but we're not far. And, and you can ask and, the first question: Is it bonobo or bonobo? Well, I say bonobo, but some people say bonobo. Who you they? went to? <laughs> <laughs> but being being posh, of course, I say bonobo. <laughs> Who am I kidding? <laughs> Who am I kidding? Bonobos are indeed uh, very. They're they're also called pygmy chimpanzees. Uh, unfortunately, I believe they're quite endangered. But mm, unlike yeah. unlike the other chimpanzees who engage in violence quite a lot, I mean. 
chimps are well known for turf warfare and killing each other and even eating each other but bonobos uh, yes it does happen and, and I think that's where humans get our aggressive traits from but bonobos are matriarchal they are uh, very peaceable and they, they, they solve disputes in the hierarchy of the clan by having sex that's my understanding. Well, I mean, they're, well, Brexit they're, would be quite a different affair if we followed that, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, they're, they're an that. amazing, they're an amazing creatures to study, as indeed are all the apes, and you know we should uh, look after them. So yeah, Google them or other search engines are available and have a look because they're great. <laughs> Do you know what your younger voice reminds me of, Terry? It's like listening to today's newscast and then listening to one from the fifties on BBC. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, kids, kids, I've been doing this with. I've been doing this with Terry for ten and what, what half years now, ten and a half years. <laughs> you don't sound any different to me. But then I listened to you back then. I listened to myself back then. And we sounded so different. But it was mm. it, it was a decade ago. <laughs> and your voice does change with time. Yes. Especially especially with the amount of poppers that go yes. up my nose. <laughs> Always in the cardboard. What I just say, most appropriate for New Year's Eve. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting ready for the next five hours, aren't you, Terry? (laughs) Absolutely. Something's going to keep me going. (laughs) If there was one thing I was not expecting you to say on air, Terry, (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious. Actually, to be honest, I um, I, I I don't use um, poppers hardly at all these days because um, are you back now, mate? Don't, no, no, don't, you, no, no, you've no, dug no, no. the hole. I'm being I'm being being serious. Actually, if if some some of our listeners are poppers users, do be very careful because some of the formulations actually have been linked with problems with eyesight. There is a bit of it on in the scientific that is press. True, yeah. So so do do be careful, guys. I'm saying guys, but I know that people of all genders uh, and none do use poppers as well. So. And nuns. Well, a lot of and people nuns. are also <laughs> a lot of people are also not aware that the UK changed the law a few years ago and actually banned the original uh, ones because they said mm. they were carcinogenic, despite the fact that there was no known yeah. cases of death um, from them, and they're not banned in Europe or America. No. Or, no, or the like. Right. Um, right. So the formulas you get here are not nearly as good as they are abroad. Um, um, just, <laughs> That's just, my just understanding. Yeah. Right, I'm off of. to America. See you in a few months. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say. Well, if it makes your voice sound as soft and lovely to listen to as Terry's, I think we should all do more of it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, sold, sold in, in many places as video head cleaner or leather cleaner. They were. Yeah, and yeah, as. Were. Um, I think they are now, are they? Because they, they, they're not oil, oil, they, they oil burners. No, it's not an oil burner. They've ever no, been no, an oil the, burner. No, they're not. But where, uh, where the shop that I used to go as a teen, they used to be sold to me as they are, but they're not um, to go in your oil burner. But don't put them in your oil no. burner. But that's <laughs> <laughs> No, We're going I to please sell reiterate. them next to the other oils, oh. but they are not to go in your oil burner, but they are for your oil burner, but they're not. Oh, that's that's how they were sold to me. <laughs> no, no I, I must reiterate on air, never ever put them anywhere near a naked flame, uh, because um, they <laughs> are highly, highly, highly they flammable. They can other naked things, though. <laughs> So no, follow the instructions on the bottle, which I believe say they are to be used as a rumour writer. Um, yes. We'll leave it at that a for legal. A rumour see? Yes. 
<laughs> yes, when I was, uh, and this conversation's rapidly deteriorating, isn't it? But, uh, it's totally your fault, Terry. You brought the conversation well, it is, down the it is. This entire programme is my fault, so I take full responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was a student, I remember the head of the LGB society, as it was then, there was no t- there was no tea in those days. Uh, th- she decided... No, it didn't exist, Terry. She, well, this was the thing. I did campaign, even in the 90s. I was one of the first people well, in Aberystwyth to say, we need a tea on the end. But anyway, she she had a cigarette. She dipped it in poppers, thinking this was going to be a good hit. Uh, made some camp comment, disparaging one of her enemies, and then lit the end of the cigarette. It was like it was like one of those cartoons, you know. She was just stood there with this smouldering ruin of a cigarette, and her face ashen and her hair singed. Lost her eyebrows. Funny. She was never the same Absolutely. again. Oh dear. Again, please reiterate: do not try that at home. Don't so. try it at home. Don't. Take the subject completely. What were you all about, yes. Steph, and not having a tea on the end? How, how do you say shout out? Oh, shout out. Shout out. <laughs> no, I, I don't do teas, no. Although you do like to drink one. What, it's not in my I, vocabulary. I was going to say, there's plenty of pots of tea, and I'm sure, I'm sure, we, I'm sure we can turn pots of tea into all sorts of things and so plenty of pots of tea yes we can <laughs> which is probably what I have rather than poppers I must be I, the most innocent person on the show no, yeah you true. have a double Bacardi we, and you're anyone's we, we, we know oh, where you oh, frequented oh. in the past <laughs> as well anyone's or everyone's everyone's <laughs> and anyone's <laughs> no, I think we should we should celebrate the West Country accent because I mean it comes in my voice I mean when I was a kid I spent years trying to lose it deliberately because I was a, mm-hmm. being a queeny little gay boy but uh, <laughs> I, um, I, I, I it still creeps in there but but the West the West Country accent have you stopped is it, actually, it's one of well, exactly. It comes in, doesn't it, from time to time. And it's actually the remnant of Old English, of, of West Saxon, which people like Alfred the Great would have spoken in the Kingdom of Wessex. So Steph, in a, in a weird kind of way, with, with the accent, is very close to what English really should sound like. Except for the fact that she, co- she goes with changed. Cockney. Like, shout out. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> yeah, that, that's London, that's not West Country. Yeah. Well, I, I her family say- are from London. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I've got um, <laughs> most of my family. Yeah, are EastEnders. In fact, my granddad um, is actually um, a Cockney. Uh, he was born within the sound of Bow Bells. Bow Bells, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I've never had the accent. <laughs> well, <laughs> but that's I, I quite just, strange considering where I'm from. <laughs> I was going to say, for, for, for the West Country accent, you've also got different influences. So you've got bits of Celtic which come into Cornish yes. and into Devon. You've got bits of Welsh that creep in. I was going to say, the Welsh the has had a, quite an effect on it too, hasn't yep. it? But then they're so yep. close together, it's not really surprising. Yeah, so, so there's quite there's quite a few different influences. There's Latin, also, Latin French, bit of Dutch. Yep. There's all sorts in English, yeah. Yeah, mm. we, we you know the struggle I have in putting on a Bristolian accent every time. Every time I come on, you to are BCFM. you are more skilled than than Hagrid, Steph. Yeah, for, for, for the listeners, you should hear Steph off air. She's so posh. Yeah, it's Joanna <laughs> so Lumley. Plummy. Oh, she's <laughs> so plummy. She's lovely. I have a voice box. I have a voice box installed so I can switch yeah. it often because I do sound so like Joanna Lumley normally. <laughs> um, but it's just my contract with yeah, radio stations. Air. They want Bristolian. 
accents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on air it's yer. Yeah. Off, off air yeah. it's yar. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that right, Steph? Yes. She comes off the air, yar. Oh God, I've just spoken to those awful people again. My throat is so sore. Yes. Can you can you do posh, Andy? Um, uh, not really. No. Uh, no. <laughs> I like that. Bit of a pause there. Uh, uh, not really. No, I, I, I just, I, I just speak in the way that I speak. Posh, uh, of course, of course, we are, we are forgetting that we, we did have someone who got nicknamed Posh Radio Lady, and that was Jane. Yes. Um, and if yeah. you recall, when she came back and joined us for the for the birthday show, I have oh, that was how, great. How well spoken she actually is. So, a uh, very merry Christmas if you're listening, Jane. And yes. um, can I just mention that um, out of the two lifts in the apartment block, they both uh, are very posh. It's a third floor. Um, <laughs> but um, but one, of, one of them is, is gay as well. It's very camp, one of them. <laughs> Have you just in, outed in, somebody in your living accommodation? Can you out, out a lift, an electronic oh, device that's being I tell you, I think at a bath, um, the, um, this complex, uh, I think they put all the gayers in bath in this one area, because it's packed with them. Wonderful. It is wonderful. That's wonderful. Yes. But it's going to be a very creative and beautiful place to live, actually. It is, Tori. You better believe yeah. it. Well, yeah, well I'm looking forward, to, looking forward to coming and visiting at some point. Yeah, after after lockdown. After, after you've had your of, jab. <laughs> that's the world of COVID for you, though, isn't it? Which was, um, of course, probably the Indeed. biggest story we've had all year. Indeed. Um, Indeed. We've had a huge um, amount to overcome this year, I think, in terms of radio and, you know, obviously everything else as well but but people who regularly broadcast have had to really think outside the box and, and I think yeah well hopefully we've managed to do that yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I reckon yeah. it must um, have we cost will carry us on. all we will carry it on into new year because um, obviously I don't know COVID's not going to go away for a fair few months yet so mm. uh, but uh, a lot of people a lot of people ask which is why we thought we'd, we'd mention it quickly because we, we are obviously all socially distanced we're all actually at home um, yep. and everybody is connected to my home uh, via the internet to record it which is uh, no mean feat of technology by today's standards we all had to race out and buy microphones and the like and uh, uh, it is by quality it's not quite the same as in a studio but we hope you love us um, nonetheless and enjoy the shows so. and you, you know if you want a new year thought you know COVID-19 put society to the test and you know I was thinking in, in the Batman film with, with Heath Ledger when he plays the Joker he tells Batman that version of the Joker when society is up against the crunch people will just be out for themselves but that hasn't happened people have rallied they've looked after each other it's been a real year of community building mm-hmm. and I think right. everyone could be yeah. really pleased that's it for another week and yeah. indeed our 10th year I'm sure you'll be celebrating it a bit more style after covid but in the meantime check out our past shows at shout at radio.mbt <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a safe and happy new year's eve and we happy. will catch you next week as we kick off 2021 but for myself uh, the shout out members past present and future um say happy new year everyone happy, happy, new, happy year. new year